Like, that was incredible. Yeah. That was like a fucking alpha male coming in and just cucking someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not an Andrew Tate fan, but I was like, fuck, man, that dude is smart. Yeah, yeah. And unrelenting in his confidence. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to debate him. Yeah. Even on something I knew I was right on. <laughs> the sky is blue. Well, I'll tell you what, the sky is purple. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee is for Closers. It's me and Matt today, and we are talking about some stuff that's going on in the industry. Industry stuff. Industry stuff. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the intro. Ex-Special Forces Sniper turned entrepreneur. I've scaled numerous businesses to eight figures. My name is Matt Ryder. This is my podcast, and I'm telling you to put that coffee down. down. And we're back. Yeah. So, yeah, man, weird time in the industry. Lots mm. of coaching companies dying. Mm. Uh, I did a post the other day on Facebook, and it was like, I think I see uh, a couple of things. One is that sales are getting harder mm-hmm. to make, so you have to be more skilled, so we can go into that. Um, two is that, like, the lead generation tactics that a lot of companies are using, like, there's a consolidation um, of, like, so what, I think what happens is you get these, like, expansions and, like, constrictions. Yeah. And so during COVID, there was, like, this huge expansion of the coaching industry. Mm-hmm. So tons of these, like, smaller coaches took advantage of the explosion of online education. Mm-hmm. Now what's happening is those people who potentially didn't set themselves up for success for long-term, like they just use all the short-term strategies, they're being condensed down mm. because like our leads at seventh level have gotten cheaper every month. Right. Um, but everybody else's leads are getting significantly more expensive. Some yeah. of the accounts that are in their lead cost is like 5X. Really? Yeah. So they, they won't be clients for much longer, like just because it, it's going it. it, to become ridiculous. And we've already seen a consolidation of clients at Sales Sniper of like people who just can't get leads. Mm. It's really interesting. Now we're lucky to where we have incoming people wanting to do it. Um, but it's like, it's almost confusing because like I have a coaching company and, and our lead costs literally gone down, 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 the, the bigger we get. Mm. But everyone else's are... A lot, of, a lot of other people's are blowing out. I think though, like sales coaching is kind of, uh, it's, it's immortal a, really, right? It's got because a big TAM, yeah. yeah. Total, total accessible market. Everybody, what did you say? Like, what is what, it? One in every eight salaried positions is a sales role. Yeah. So selling sales training is super easy, but I think the life coaching type stuff, like people who, like something that's not so tangible. And I yeah. feel like, you know, uh, I have certainly observed that sort of post-COVID, like a lot of people, even like back end of COVID and people were like, yeah, you know, it's time for a change and they're sort of reskilling and doing all these kinds of things. Yeah. But maybe that sort of bubble is over, right? Do you think that people now are sort of like, I'm yeah. going to put up with my depression? Well, <laughs> there's actually biz ops seem to be like coming to the head. Like they, they seem to be rising. Okay. So like what it was, like I think like biz ops a few years ago were like cheaper. They were like two, three, five K maybe, and they would teach you how to run an Amazon store. Mm-hmm. Right. And then high ticket coaching was like 10, 20, 30, 50. Now high ticket coaching seems to be like five grand, 10 grand and biz ops are from 30 to seven figures. Wow. Right. Because people would rather just pay the money to have it done for them. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're, or, or they're syndicate buying or whatever it is they're doing. But BizOps seems to be becoming the new high ticket. Okay. So business opportunity, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and high ticket seems to be getting a little bit lower uh, in, in, in terms of 
you know, it's, uh, it's actual price points that are being sold really successfully. Give me some examples of like, when you say high ticket, like what is the actual tangible thing that people are learning from those coaches? Like mm. some examples what of those. That? Yeah. Like so <laughs> I think that the, one of the problems with high ticket is like, it's a 30 K program. However, it's not because you're getting access to a program. Most people pay like 2,500 a month for mm. 12 months. Like in a lot of the back end that I've seen, those clients stay for 40, 50% of that. Okay. So uh, realistically, like a 30K is more like a 12, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like what they get. So some some clients, will, some people will keep them for longer of than course, that. Yeah. At seventh level, we only sell three and six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to sell 12 months in a circle, but like I just didn't see the point because I'd rather kind of charge a bit less and like have the clients turn over faster mm-hmm. or re-sign them. Explain to me how that works so that you buy the six months. Yeah. So six months of inner circle. So it's like, um, you know, you get trained by Jeremy for six months. Okay. So like, that's a regular coaching call, the group call, yeah. uh, people are all on that yeah. and your time to be in that expires. Yeah. It doesn't come in, uh, in batches. Do they people trickle in and out? Like your six month is the day you start or is there a start time? No. So it's a, it's a constant new people rolling through. Okay. And then we, we have access to one. So we have, as part of that, you get one-on-one coaching with a, with like with a coach, not Jeremy. And then you get access to, I think it's like we do a daily role play. We do, th- Jeremy does three, uh, four sessions a week. So he does an advanced scripting and a beginner scripting. And then he does like an advanced role play and a beginner role play. And then we have uh, a rock star of an insurance guy come in and do specific insurance stuff. Mm-hmm. We have a rock star of a door-to-door guy come in and do specific door-to-door stuff. And then we have Marco doing advanced objection handling and myself doing uh, sales process okay. and role play. Okay. So it's a, like a very comprehensive program. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've seen the market are 3.0 inner circle and they destroy all other coaching programs yeah. in terms of like deliverables. So then like awesome plug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but let's talk about something <laughs> else, like a different yeah. thing. So well, that, but that's, a, that's what we do, right? So yeah. then like we, and we, we get most people to pay up front. Mm-hmm. We just do. Uh, but other ones, it's like other programs that I've joined, let's say it was 2,500 a month, 30K. So like, so seventh level, our fulfillment rate is huge. Like everyone, almost everybody does the whole thing, pays for the whole thing. Our refund rate's less than 1%, mm-hmm. right? At a standard coaching company, you get three or four group training sessions a week in a portal. Okay, that's it. Yeah. And so like what you're buying is like, you know, maybe, they're usually they're quite generic, you know? And they're not business coaching. I want to be very clear. It's like sales and marketing, or it's not even marketing coaching. It would be like funnel building and sales. Mm-hmm. But like the sales training they're giving you is sort of watered down crap because they're not that good at sales anyway. Mm-hmm. So really, what you're getting is like, hey, these are the funnels that are currently working for me. And so the delivery on that is, like you say, a portal. People probably smash through that in a couple of days. Yeah. Then they're they're going in for their regular coaching calls. Yeah. That's uh, why the, the uh, it's just like, there are guys that do it out there, right? Like Cole, who does like a lot of stuff. I think like from what I've seen, like his, um, his, his stuff is like really good. There's a lot of in-person events, mm-hmm. right? If you can do that kind of stuff, like a lot of in-person events, like those things tend to work better. You get guest speakers out, make it into a fucking thing, make it something cool. Mm-hmm. You know? If I was going to do a business coaching program, like I would break it up into like finance and I'd have an accountant come in and do stuff. I would break it up into marketing and I would have Marco do stuff. But like marketing is a huge subject in itself, right? 
And then I would have sales and I would have like business strategy based on where you want to go, what you want to do, what outcomes you want. Right. That's, that's how I would do it. And I would mm. try and do some stuff in person, virtually shit like that. Like there are some good coaching programs out there, but most of them are just kind of like drivel, which is why like now what I'm seeing is the, the accounts that are successful are far more specific, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, one of the things that we sell is like a real estate offer, right? And it teaches you how to land flip. Uh, it's called Vestrite. Go and check them out if you want. Make a sale. I'll get some cash. Cool. Right. Um, they're really good at what they do. Like phenomenal. And what is really interesting is like the guy who runs it doesn't give a fuck about that coaching company because he's so good at doing it, he makes a shitload of money. Right. Right. So literally his program is like, no, no, no. Like you, I would just, I have it broken down how I do it. Like, and the big selling point of that program is that you get access to all the contracts. Right. It's millions of dollars worth of like legal paperwork. Right, right. So it's like... That's the value. That The value, it's really clear, very tangible value. Hey, you want to learn how to land flip? This is how you do it without getting fucked over. Mm-hmm. This is how you bypass the red tape. And they even have a done-for-you element. So it's almost like a biz op. So like if you join their program, you find the land, you can just hand it off to their team. They'll do the whole fucking thing and pay you 10%. Right. Right? And those deals are worth a couple hundred thousand dollars profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Up to a couple million dollars profit if you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And so, fuck, man, you do one or two deals and you paid for it five times. Mm. You know, so like those types of offers, like that biz op, that's like a combo biz op coaching type thing. That's what's crushing it mm. right now. Like teaching some dude how to use a Facebook group. I don't, I don't know if it's the move right now. Do, do you think um, like those, the, the increasing cost of leads, do you think that that is representative of less people are interested versus less people are using social media in a traditional sense? Like I feel like, uh, you know, a big part of my job uh, here and elsewhere is being kind of on the pulse of what's happening with social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a very strange time. Less and less people are using Facebook as they traditionally did. Mm-hmm. I think that more people are like they log in and they have a quick look, but they're not invested in it. And, and uh, like I noticed that from the traction that I get in the groups that I sort of am involved in. Like the, the, the group for my podcast, the, the discussion group there, if I post something and like my posting habits haven't really changed, uh, there's 9,000 people in the group and about 1,200 people will see it. Um, and it used to be that- You're the guy. Yeah. And like that's, that's, it's my group. It used to be that I would get at least half the group would see it. Yeah. And a lot more interaction with the post. Um, and they just don't get that anymore. So like that kind of shows me that less and less people are spending scrolling time on Facebook. Yeah. And I think now TikTok is destroying everyone. Yeah. Well, TikTok, that's it. Right. And TikTok, you know, the way you advertise on TikTok is really different to how you would so, so on like others. Incre- they have figured it out, man. Like, like, uh, the TikTok advertising we did for the challenge we did at seventh level was so effective. Yeah. So effective. Yeah. Uh, what did that I, look like? Um, I'd have to get Marco on here, but he sort of ran me down the numbers and it was like, Jesus, man, like the minimal amount of money we spent on TikTok was extremely effective. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do it for like a book call funnel, mm-hmm. but it's great for volume. So if you know like where to go, which, which kind of goes back to like, you know, if like a lot of the companies that we're talking about, like the coaching companies that are dying, which is why our advertising is getting cheaper because we're now the category, we're now the category king, mm-hmm. right? Like in terms of sales training, obviously Cardone's massive, but I think we might do more than him when it comes to the pure training of salespeople. Okay. Obviously Cardone has a fucking empire and a jet. Makes a shitload of money, but most of it's real estate. Mm -hmm. 
right? When it comes to pure sales training, I don't yeah. think he'd be doing much more than us. Okay. Right? Uh, and not many people are, mm-hmm. right? In terms of the B to C, like you got Sandler doing $450 million a year, but it's all B2B. Okay. Right? They have like all the contracts, right? But I'm coming for you, Sandler. Right? <laughs> so, um, so we're like, we're the category killers now. Mm-hmm. So now we like absorb all, no one, like we're the guys, right? So really that, that, that should make everything a bit more expensive, but for some reason it's making everything cheaper. Yeah. And so, but we're very diversified. So we have like a couple of different strategies on Facebook. We have a couple of different strategies on Instagram. We have a, a good email strategy now. Um, and we have a good TikTok strategy. And then we have, a, for all those, we have like paid media is in like the conversion traffic. And then for all those, we also have good content strategies. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a big melting pot. The next thing we got to do is YouTube and Google Ads. So Google Ads start next month, I mm-hmm. think. And then YouTube will start probably shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it, then then we're going to go, I want to go into like more traditional media. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we'll do radio and we'll do fucking all that kind of shit. Why not? Man? Yeah. Give a fucking try. But you know? So do you think though, like you're finding success there while others are finding it more and more difficult. Yeah, but there, are, there are a lot of them are leveraged off one one thing. Yeah, okay. Right? Like, there's a lot of people that are really leveraged off just paid advertising on Facebook. Yeah. I think if that's all you're doing, you're probably fucked in a year. Yeah. Right? But if it's part of what you do, fantastic. Yeah. You know? If all you're doing is a Facebook group, you're probably fucked. Yeah. And, well, and just demographic-wise, like, there's so many, like, younger kids that They're not on aren't on Facebook. No. Like not not only just aren't on there, but actually no laugh interest. in your face when you say, "Oh, it's on Facebook," and they're like, "I'm not getting Facebook." Yeah. So like that is Facebook is for like thirty and up. Yeah, that's wild to me. Like that yeah. that kind of blows my mind. And I only realized that uh, about eighteen months ago when our new neighbor moved in, and she's like sixteen, and made a joke of like of Facebook. Like like I was I was looking at something oh I, like you can look it up on Facebook and she like laughed in my face. It was like I'm not getting You're Facebook. an old man and a fool. Yeah. And she's like if it's not on TikTok I'm not interested. And I was like, "Oh my god." Like I didn't realize that was a thing. And there's more and more and more of them. And and Instagram is still shitting the bed at every instance that it can, but even TikTok has changed in the last few weeks or months in that now that they take 10-minute videos now there's a lot of what you see like repurposed YouTube content going into TikTok and that's going to change the way people use TikTok as well. Like, it, you know, I'm sure that TikTok is doing that to try and bring in people like you and I who can handle watching five minutes of the same thing. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, like, because now they're like, you know, it's not just for kids. They're trying to expand that out and take over the whole market. Yeah, they want everyone's computers that are nearby. It's madness. It's so insidious and so uh, like I, I've I've deleted TikTok off my phone like uh, four or five times. Have you though? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Have you? I've tried to. You have to fucking factory reset that phone, I think, to get rid of TikTok. Man, so like, and and I just keep coming back because it's work and you need it. And it's someone, what it always is, is every time I've deleted it in the past, someone will text me, you know, a funny TikTok or something, you know, and like <laughs> I watch it. But I gotta watch it. Yeah, I watch yeah. it through the browser. And then I'm like, oh, man, TikTok's funny. Yeah, like I, I would like to see more of that. I'd like to follow that person. That's yeah, I'm, funny I'm, shit. I'm probably a weird one where I almost never scroll on any social media. Mm-hmm. 
the only thing that I scroll on is YouTube. Yeah. It's the only thing I watch. I, I never look at TikTok. I never look at Instagram. I almost never look at Facebook. Mm. The only thing I look at in Facebook is the closing code group, the posts that I do to see what kind of traction they get mm. so I can track stuff, and the posts in the sales revolution. That's it. Mm. I have no interest. Mm. Um, but I think it's because, to me, they're no longer social media. It's work media. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't, like, that's why I'm going to go out and buy an Apple Watch. I just don't want to have that shit on me. I don't want to get notifications. I don't want to get shit, you know? So, like, on the weekend, half the time I leave my phone at home mm. or I snap it into in a rage. Yeah. Like I did this week. <laughs> <laughs> but the Apple Watch, so, like, it, it's a funny one. We were just having this conversation. Um, I have the new Apple Watch. No big deal. Oh, my goodness. I pre-ordered it. it, it I was yeah. one of the first people in Australia. L- one of the last in the world, but first in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, like I've always been an Apple, or not always for the last three or four years. But I stopped wearing it when we had Axel, like my younger son, because he kept pushing the fucking buttons and oh, he yeah. deleted a couple of like calendar events. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, okay, I have to stop. <laughs> but now he's old enough, I can wear it again. But for that, like, disconnect. A lot of people who, who know how much I hate like being able to, having people contact me all the time were like, why would you get an Apple Watch? Now more people can contact you. I'm like, aha. Only people with my real phone number can contact me. Yeah, that's uh, like four of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I can leave my phone at home. I can go out with my kids. People who really need to contact me can. I can contact people if I need to. Yeah. I can pay for stuff. I can do all that, but I'm kind of offline while maintaining. Yeah, and if something online. happens, you can call. Yeah. You can call me and go, hey, dude, car broke down. Fucking, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, the automatic thing on your boot isn't working. <laughs> it's always a way Very um, But so uh, Like I say oh, Facebook is weird In that it's an older generation TikTok is the newest thing Like the newest generation The youngest kids Instagram is in the middle Instagram's freaking out Instagram doesn't know what it is Yeah uh, But now there's all these other Social medias popping up And I wonder like well, how Pinterest much is becoming Like Pinterest uh, has hired a censure Accenture's largest consulting firm on the planet, probably top 10 companies in the world, mm-hmm. made $89 billion profit last year. Right. Um, so not bad. It's good work if you can yeah, get I it. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I if d- they want to flick a bill my way, they can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Accenture is now doing their sales. Accenture is essentially the largest done for you sales agency on the planet. Okay. Uh, they're a consultancy firm. It's like it's like if Sales Sniper scaled up 150 million times. Okay. Right? Like That'd what be- they do is they come into a business. Like, yeah, they do hundreds of billions of dollars. Okay. Right, in revenue every year. Um, they come in. She's wonder what their podcast is like. That's probably amazing. <laughs> she probably. They come in and they go, all right, cool. Hey, man, we'll do, we'll come in and consult. Oh, these things are broken. They're like, oh, man, you should definitely fix that. Or we can just do it for you. Yeah. And then that, that's what they do. So then what they do is they hire people for like 100K a year, charge them out at 180. Done. Mm-hmm. But that business is happy because they don't have to do any recruitment. Yep. Nothing. They just pay the bill and it's done, right? So they do that for like Pinterest and tons and tons of companies, right? Mm. They act as a sales force. Half of them are in the fucking Philippines, mm. right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so like Pinterest is, is getting really big. Well, um, and, and like since uh, your good friend Andrew Tate got <laughs> got kicked off of everything, yeah. he's gone to Rumble and they saw like a ridiculous increase in traffic. Well, uh, Russell Brand's on Rumble as well. Yeah. Because if you say anything... Like, I think the guidelines, for example, just like for COVID guidelines, right, on YouTube, yeah. you can't say anything that doesn't that goes against your local government authority or the WHO when it comes to transmission, treatment, prevention, 
uh, vaccination and one other thing, right? So if you say anything against those guidelines, the WHO, which is funded by the U.S. government, right? yeah, yeah. or your local government authority, you're automatically stricken off. Yeah. Right? So you can't talk about it on YouTube, right? So there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about. So, if, so like Russell Brand went on to Rumble and then he talks about what he's posted on Rumble on thing and apparently rumble is the wild wild west like yeah you can say anything you want yeah and so I mean, I'm, I'm all for so that started like that and people think of those platforms as being like oh well that's where the right-wing people go but the thing is those right-wing people whoever they are right whether they are Russell or, or Brand is aren't. far from right yeah, wing. exactly right? <laughs> yeah, yeah but whoever goes there interested in that content also consumes other stuff yeah and so like they're there you know they'll they, they go there to see that and they see yeah. something else and they might see your ad while you're there. So now you've yeah. got to deal with that platform. And then yeah. Peter McKinnon posted on... Um, What's that new Instagram one? Yeah, Vero, right? Vero. Which is an old company. They've been around for ages, but no one like really picked it up. It's really for photographs, right? Yeah, well, it's actually sort of anything, but it, it's the... It's kind of like Instagram before they brought in um, like suggested feed, right? So it's like you have to follow people, right? And oh, so if yeah. you don't follow them, you don't see them. But... When Peter McKinnon posted a YouTube video yeah, saying, like, I'm going over to this, he crashed the site because so many people signed up for it. I'm one of them, right? I just follow the trends. I just do what Daddy Elon tells me to say, right? <laughs> so, like, but, but that's okay, what happens. I have a Nomad backpack and my Tesla and I'm good to go. <laughs> but so we're seeing this sort of, like, decentralization. Now, of course, those platforms, Rumble, um, Vero, they're not, they're not Facebook. They're not Instagram. They're not TikTok. But... Every like little dilution sort of steals from those things. And but I also, there there are early adapters that end up being category kings on exactly. Those sites. So like you know, Pinterest is the real deal. That I've heard like we're not using it, but like we're gonna start looking into it because like I've heard, been told that like the lead quality on Pinterest is phenomenal. Right. You know, and it's very similar to Google. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like I think it's a little bit of similar to like Google. Like it's a search engine. Well, it's a research platform, really, isn't it? Yeah. Pinterest, like I'm going to find out stuff, right? Like yeah. I'm designing something and I want inspiration, isn't that? I've never used Pinterest. I wouldn't I know. have. No, I just thought it was for fucking ladies who wanted to redesign their house. That's but I what think I thought. It's more than that now, really. I think it's more. <laughs> uh, but you know, I see interesting Andrew Tate, right? Really mm. interesting because I think he might be the most cleverest social media person ever. There's a good chance. Yeah, and and, and I and I think I have I, I think he's a horrible person. Um, from some of the things that I've seen of him, in the, and now he lives in Romania, and there's some questioning, is he like the new Jeffrey Epstein? But who knows? Who knows? Because yeah. you either, the only, I was explaining to my wife the other day, because I watched the Pierce Morgan interview, where he fucking ruined Pierce Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have not seen Pierce Morgan, I mean, I've seen him be destroyed by, like, you know, people, but, like, man, he got steamrolled. Like, that was incredible. Yeah. That was like a fucking alpha male coming in and just cucking someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not an Andrew Tate fan, but I was like, fuck, man, that dude is smart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and unrelenting in his confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would not want to debate him. Yeah. Even on something I knew I was right on. <laughs> the sky is blue. Well, I'll tell you what, the sky is purple. Um, kind of reminds me of the Rocky fucking Joe Brownie. Um, but, like... Uh, yes. Despite that, like, I mean, he, 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 like, he must have made that much money that quick. How much do you reckon he's worth? Uh, he'd be worth tens of millions. Not hundreds? I don't, don't know. He buys a lot of Bugattis. Yeah, so definitely, like, upper, upper tens. Maybe, yeah. maybe less than a hundred. I, I would yeah. say, like, 70, 80. He made million. it real quick, too. Yeah. Like, I've never seen someone come into prominence so unexpectedly and quickly. Mm. It was like in six months, he went from no one to the most famous human being online. Yeah. And how? 
I don't know how. We can break it down if you'd like. Yeah. But like that, that, that. Uh, well, we should explain it. Like that virality of the content strategy is clever. So you had a hustle university, right? For those yeah. Of you know, I don't know. It was like a hundred bucks a month or something. I have no like idea what it costs. Yeah. It's cheap. I know it's cheap, right? And yeah. it's how to make money online. Mm-hmm. And how you make money online is by selling hustle university. Mm-hmm. So it's not an MLM. It's an affiliate program, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure there's other stuff in there. There has to be, right? It can't be yeah. just like cut up these clips. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the strategy was cut up clips of Andrew Tate. And they provide you all the raw footage. And, and and just post the fuck out of it on social media and let Andrew do his thing. Yeah. Right? And then have your affiliate link and that's how you make money online. And, you know, 100 people bought it. 100 people start doing it. Yeah. And then those 100 people, 10, 10, 100, 10, 10, 10, 10, yeah. 10, 10, 10. And it's literally like an exponential growth on social media through the utilization of everybody else's social media. And the most clever thing about that is it's now impossible to stop. Yeah, you can't. So they you can, can block him on air. It doesn't yeah. make a fucking difference. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like Hydra. Yeah. The moment you cut off one head, eight more will appear. Well, what happened on my TikTok feed, and I don't know. So, like, he was blowing up my TikTok feed. And and a lot of the he things. He wasn't. No, it was well, just so, his like, content. his it content was, was blowing up. It was just his face. Probably one in four videos was him. And I even tried to avoid that at one point. I was like, because I, I like to fuck with the algorithm, like, you know, just see what I can make it show me. Yeah. And I would, as soon as I saw him, I'd like, nah, like, go on. And then when he, like, was banned, suddenly his brother started being all up in my feed. And it was, like, so I'm curious how much that was a strategy from them versus, like, the algorithm realized that I didn't want to see that. Like, whether that was just showing to me. Yeah. I'm curious if that happened to know. anyone else. Because yeah. they do a podcast, like, together, right? It's just them talking yeah. shit that people cut up the things from. And then suddenly it's, I think it's Tristan's his name or something. Suddenly it's all him in my feed. I was like, man, these guys have figured out, like, how to get it out there. And I think, you know, exactly as you say, like, I, I don't really have an opinion on him. I think that he says some very reasonable things in a ridiculous way. And I think he says some ridiculous things in an even more ridiculous way. Yeah. <laughs> but don't we all? Yeah. yeah. So like, I don't really have an opinion on him one way or another. Well, the thing is you only see either an unreasonably positive view of him or an unreasonably negative. Yeah. So you'll see cut up content, which is used in order to sell a thing that is mm. to do with him. Or you'll see cut up content by people who hate him. Mm. You won't see anything in between. Mm. I've only ever seen him say, because I haven't looked into him much, somewhat reasonable things. Mm. I've heard of him saying ridiculous things, but never seen it. Yeah. Because I've never gone down the rabbit hole of caring about his content. Yeah, yeah. I just think him as a person is extraordinarily interesting. Yeah. But ve- there's a very particular type of young man who thinks he's a demigod. Yeah. Well, and that is... I mean, not that it's our place to give a fuck about that, but that is kind of the issue with it in that, like, he says a lot of things to be outrageous and get the likes and the views and that. And an adult like you and I can go, like, there's a message in there that he's trying to convey and he's chosen to use the outrageous terms. Yeah, Yeah, because he knows that'll get traction and, like, but I see what he's trying to say. But I think there's a bunch of 18-year-olds that are like, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. What color is your Bugatti? Yeah. And, and it doesn't say whatever, but yeah. from a business <laughs> you, standpoint. Was it you that sent me that thing on Goggins where it's like my eight-year-old kid just runs around saying fucking, who's going to carry the boats? No. <laughs> that wasn't you? Oh, man. It, it was like, it was obviously a bullshit but very funny like review of his book or something. And it was like my 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 fucking twelve year old son does nothing but chin ups and, and scream fucking who's who's gonna carry the boats uh, that and then and then he goes and he asked my wife his mother did I cry when I was born and she said yes of course you did and he said fucking pussy and then went back and did more chin ups in his room 
was fucking one of those Amazon reviews. I'll send it to you. It was fucking great. Uh, I feel like I might have seen it. Yeah. Uh, Booge will probably cut this out. He loves Goggins. He loves Goggins. He loves it. Don't you fucking cut this out, Booge. <laughs> Leave this in forever. What is it? Stay hard? Stay hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's Viagra's one too, right? I, I think it is. Think no, it's, it's Get Hard. Get Hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. That wouldn't make sense for the Stay Hard. That'd be a real problem. Um, Four hours, I heard. Yeah. But so the, all those you know, social medias that are now expanding, do you think that that is uh, anything to do with what's going on with like cost of leads and stuff? I think so. But I just think it's, I think it's like overall, like you, you need to have, I don't think you can invest too heavily in any one platform. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, if, if you do, you get stuck in a position where like you're fucked. Like mm. there are like some coaching programs that just teach, Hey, like this is how you optimize a Facebook group. Like mm. what are they going to do in 18 months when Facebook groups are garbage? Cause mm. that's eventually what's going to, they'll just be garbage because everyone's like, Oh, you join a Facebook group and it's fucking pitch fest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and no one's on Facebook anyway. Yeah. There's not enough people in the group. Like you can't show their and profiles Facebook in stock the group. Is fucking tanked. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you listen to Zuckerberg on uh, Rogan? No. Yeah, man. It's, it was interesting. Like he, he had a lot to say. It's definitely worth a listen. Yeah. Right. Uh, about like, I, I'm aware that we're spending a lot of money and I'm aware that like you're not seeing an output right now, but you're going to like, is basically what he was saying that I'm smarter than almost all of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. We'll be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they're making infrastructure, like they're developing hardware now, right. That they've never done in the past. So they're like, we've got to figure that out. They're like the, yeah, they're, yeah, the Oculus. Yeah. And stuff like so that. like they're figuring that out and he's like, that shit costs money. But we're gonna be we're gonna have the best one when it comes out, and everyone's gonna buy it. Um, so it was like, ooh, what is happening with Facebook? Like that's the yeah. question. Well, the metaverse, I mean, to me, seems stupid now, but in twenty years, it's probably all there'll be. Yeah, you know, Web three and all that kind of bullshit. Terrifying. All that, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, so the other thing that's happening in the coaching industry is like the consolidation of agencies. Mm. So like agencies and, and done for yous, I think are really going to kill coaching companies, but most agencies will die in the process. Okay. Because explain that. Well, the coaching companies service the, the agencies service the coaching companies. Mm -hmm. So you're talking marketing agencies, sales agencies. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's a consolidation that's happening. Um, like sales are becoming harder. Leads are becoming harder to get the way in which coaches run businesses is to cash drain, mm -hmm. which I don't have a problem with. I, I think like, you know, you, you look at people, they run a business for three or four years. Like, six, so Sam Ovens, right? Sam Ovens, one of the most successful coaches. I'd love to get him on the fucking podcast. Like, the, he's a Kiwi guy. Mm -hmm. um, he, he got his coaching business up to, like, say, 30 million a year, I think it was, right? That, what that, does he coach people to do? Make money online, become a coach. He's a coach that coaches coaches. Okay. A coach. Right? So, like, he was the first. He was the guy. He was the one. Like, you'll notice... My constant question. I know, dude. I don't fucking know. What do they teach? I don't fucking know. Because I know, like, I we almost, teach, yeah. Jeremy teaches sales training to salespeople. I get it. I see the output. I see the course. I see people get better. Yeah. I watch the calls. I edit the shit. I can see people improve over time. I see it. It's a real product. It's a real thing. But then when people are like, oh, I have an online coaching program. I train coaches. I'm like, but to do what? I don't get it. Very often, yeah. I'm The like, thing that's really interesting is when you go to, like, ClickFunnels, right? There's not many people that were like seventh level was one of the only companies to receive a high level award that goes directly to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Most of them go to the coach or the person who then on sells. Mm. 
right? So it's like, you know, like, for example, Andrew Gosen, who runs the 4% Club, their uh, fitness program, um, phenomenal. I would say he's probably the only one there that got a good award that is in fitness, who's not a fitness business coach. Okay. He they, they, they made their $10 million direct to fucking... Like doing from, the thing. Doing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking, they make 110 sales a week. Fucking well done, AG and AP. You guys are killers, right? Um, I, I trained AP how to sell. He's a fucking phenomenal salesperson. They still use my script today. Perfect. Right? Some of their guys are in inner circle, right? So, um, but most of them like are, are, are selling services to the people who are providing it to customers. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of that's not being translated into success with the people who are going to the customer. Uh, and, and then a lot of them are being told, well, you have a shit mindset. Mm. So there, there's a real correction that's happening, which is like, well, that's unacceptable. Mm. I was listening to your podcast the other day about that guy that went off in the live. Oh yeah. Right. And he was like, yeah, you're not fucking delivering. Yeah. The, you know, and I think you were talking about like 500 bucks or something. I don't know what the fucking number was. Uh, it was it, it was a $15,000 program that someone put a dog through and the dog came back identical. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Maybe actually was. But but that's the coaching industry. Yeah. Right? Like that is, you know, and, and so what I'm seeing now is a consolidation. Like Sam Ovens is very good at what he does. He is a proven entity. He knows what he's talking about and he's smart. Mm-hmm. Right, so he had a thirty million dollar year business, or whatever the fuck it was, scaled it back to around six million, and brought in more money personally. Wow! So he was like, "Well, fuck this, man!" Like he got it up to thirty million. It was fucking no profit. Mm-hmm. Let's build the biggest fucking thing. And like the the trap is like, do we become Tony Robbins? Mm. And it's like, but but are you Tony Robbins? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, like I believe that Jeremy has every he has that capacity. He can be. Like the guy in yeah. the world, yeah. Um, he has that capacity. He's yeah. he's that good. He's fucking good on stage, mm-hmm. and that you really need to be excellent on stage, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not me. Mm. I like you know it's just not me, right? So, um, but Sam scaled it down and they made it profitable, really, really profitable. And it's like, wow, that's a really like that's the way to run it. And so now he has a coaching business, no advertising, mm-hmm. but everybody knows him. Mm. You know the uh, you probably would have seen people rip off his ads. When he, he, he did an ad years ago that like, um, I don't have five Lamborghinis. I don't have this. 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 But what I do have is this. And then he like lists a bunch of awesome shit. Right. Right. And, and like that was his ad. Like he caught and then everybody fucking copied it. Right. Right. So for ages you saw a fucking fitness coach. We have to film an ad after this. We should. Fantastic. (laughs) We should have a go of it. Yeah. What I do have is a Facebook group and you can join it if you like. It's totally free. (laughs) Tell us about that Facebook group. (laughs) There's probably a link in the descriptions. There we go. We did it. Yay. Marco, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So like there's just, I think like all the, all the big guys, the ones who are actually really delivering results and have diversified and I've spent a bit of money in, in not just like, rating the cash and there's no problem with rating the cash but like at some stage like that will catch up with you mm-hmm. especially if you're, if you're running like a cash-based accounting if you're running cash-based accounting and rating the cash it's fucking a little bit scary explain what that is elaborate on that so like if you're on a cash so like for example at seventh level most of our clients pay in full mm-hmm. right or they do a two pay so if i if it's fifteen thousand dollars for six months of training whatever it is right like well, let's just i'm just going to use uh 18 because it's three equal increments, right? That's like, that's $3,000 a month that I'm getting. Mm -hmm. But if they pay 18 up front, 
then I get all that cash up front. So now I have all this cash, right? Yeah. Now, but you have I, to sit on that until that's been delivered. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but what can happen is that people look at it and they go, oh, look, I made um, $700,000 profit this month mm-hmm. because it's they're running on a cash basis. It's like, yeah, you did. You did. You have $700,000 profit. However, if you're on a accruals-based model, what you'll do is you'll have the cash equity. So the cash asset will go up. Um, and then what you'll have is you'll have the um, the liability go mm-hmm. up the same amount, and then you'll have earned revenue, which is in so which is in your owner's equity, which is like on this side of your balance sheet, right? Mm-hmm. So you got asset, liability, uh, equities, mm-hmm. right? So the asset goes up eighteen grand, the liability goes up eighteen grand. Then from there, at month at the end of month one, that liability goes down by three thousand. Mm-hmm. That cash goes down by three thousand. So the, the cash stays there. And then that goes over and your earned revenue and your equities account goes up by $3,000. Right. And then every month that goes down three, up three, down three, up three, down yep. three. That's what's called a balance sheet. It has to always balance. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is how you could. And then if you're doing it that way, then like however much cash you bring in is irrelevant, but it's how much earned revenue you have versus versus expenses. And your expenses are on accruals as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you can go, oh, sweet. I, I made... 200,000 profit this month mm-hmm. knowing that you have the cash to look forward because it's all planned for and then you could divvy out half of that and you're fine mm-hmm. because like that's got everything taken into account over a long period of time so like you know but a lot of businesses start out on cash and then they sort of have to transition to accruals now the reason why that's tough is because like if you have a sales team that's being paid as the cash comes in and you switch to accruals you can't do that anymore. Mm. And so, well, you have to start paying the sales team in the same way, right? You do. And, and that's going to piss them right off. Yes and no. I suppose it depends on how they look at it. Okay. If you did the transition properly, you can definitely turn it into a positive because, like, what's the best part about being a salesperson is you have an uncapped income. Mm-hmm. That's based on your skill level. The worst is the volatility. Mm-hmm. So, if... If you get paid in fulls, which like at seventh level we do, then like you're guaranteed that to become earned revenue. Mm-hmm. So you're in, you would actually increase your monthly yeah. commissions every month and you could look forward six months as to what you're going to get paid and you can go on holiday and mm-hmm. still get paid. Mm-hmm. So like it takes away the burden of having to like budget and have huge cash months and then have nothing and huge... You know what I mean? So it actually turns you into like a more stable salesperson yeah. because you're not desperate. You're a little bit more of a farmer than a hunter at that point, right? Like you're, yeah. you're going to eat every week. Yeah. And so like you can go, hey, fucking sweet, man. Like I'm going to take the wife. I'm going to go away for a month and still make 30 grand. Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it actually, like you'd have a cut, you'd have like a month of down. Yeah. And then after that, you'd be back to normal and it would just build, 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 build. And it's still, and, and like whether you got a payment plan or a paid in full, it wouldn't make a difference to you. But if you get a paid in full, it's guaranteed to turn into it. Mm-hmm. You know? So like there's positives and negatives. And I think it's really how it's sort of sold to the salesperson and, and, you know, just kind of explaining to them, well, you're going to have like a two month period where you'll make slightly less than usual. Mm-hmm. However, over the next six months, you'll, you'll yeah. be making so that, more. Like you've got to have that, you got to have that conversation. Do you, do you find that a tricky one to have with like the sales reps here? Like when 
And that, if you're making that change, I don't know if you've ever had to have that conversation where it's like no, they I've never were done it. in cash. But it, like, you know, it's a good idea, you know? And, I, and it was like um, when I was speaking to, when I was in New York, I was speaking to Sirhan. I spoke to their whole team. Sort of like, and I was like, that's a proper fucking businessman. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, I was like, oh, wow, these dudes have got it pretty, pretty iron tight. And, uh, you know, I had a really interesting chat with Ryan. I don't know if I mentioned this or if I just mentioned it to you. But I was like, hey, man, like, what do you want to do? Are you going to IPO? Are you going to do this? And it's just like, you know, because, like, we've bandied around the words, like, IPO and fucking trade sale and that kind of stuff. He's like. Oh, yeah, we did talk about this. It was yeah, on the podcast, yeah. yeah. he's like, yeah. never met a happy CEO of public company. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Mm. But then just kind of talking to, like, their CFO, talking to their VPs and the president and stuff like that, and sort of going, like, oh, this is a, like, a much more corporate Mm-hmm. but probably more effective structure, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, like uh, Ryan is a unicorn of a human. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not Ryan, sir. <laughs> like, that dude is fucking an animal. He, he's extraordinarily talented on camera, but he's an incredibly talented at what he does. Like he's world-class at what he does individually, but, but he can convey that mm. in a super charismatic way. You know what I mean? So he's very similar to Jeremy. Yeah. Like he's as good at real estate as Jeremy is at sales. Right. You know, yeah. Um, and then from there, but it's really interesting because he still is like the top producer in the company. Yeah, you know, um, it, that's the head of the snake, though, right? Like, because people want to deal with him, no doubt. You go to that agency, you want Ryan. Yeah, you know? like so. There's more demand for him. I'm sure he's better. I'm sure, but you want him. Yeah. So what Ryan does is like he gets the buildings and then gets his agents to sell them. Mm-hmm. You know, so he'll have the chat with the developers. Uh, when I was there, actually, they, in, in their in their sales room, they had a, one of those models. Oh, yeah, it was fucking so cool, man! Like they had you put out the drawers, and the drawer was a top down view of like the penthouse. Wow, it's fucking sick. That's I was cool. Like, Jesus, they're like, yeah, this costs like three hundred grand. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> still a job, right? People still making those things. Yeah, dude, it was so accurate, and you could like look in, and then they had this giant TV. Like, dude, it was fucking giant. It was a hundred and fifty inches. Mm. It was huge. Like, I've got a ninety inch TV. Fucking little oh, thin dick. You. Yeah, no, it's kind of fucking <laughs> giant. Um, but yeah, it was super, super interesting going there and kind of chatting to them and, um, you know, seeing kind of how they run stuff and how they pay their internal team. And they mm-hmm. just told me whatever I wanted. We've been working with them for two and a half years. Like, yeah, yeah. We have a good relationship with them. Yeah. Um, and, and so it was just, it was really interesting to see. But like Ryan will start just decapitating his competition, mm. especially with what he's got coming up. I cannot say what he's got coming up, but it's, yeah, he's going to murder. He's gonna murder everybody. So then, let me circle goodbye, back Tom around. Ferry. Hi, Tom Ferry. If you're watching, you're you're sorry, buddy. Napadu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, circle back around. So we we I derailed you to talk about um, accruals versus cash accounting. Yeah, we're talking about like if coaches are bringing in and they're they're pulling the cash, they're maybe in for a shock. Yeah, because I think like they they just they can't survive three down months. Right. You know, it's mistakes that I've made in the past. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Um, well, because and and that's because the overheads, the costs are there, whether the whether the you're yeah. making sales or not, because you have to service the people that you've already sold. Yeah. So the the trick is with coaching is like to correctly staff. It's mm-hmm. really tough. I think that's with any business is to correctly staff the business, mm-hmm. which is like there's a couple of books like on Amazon and Tesla and how they've done it, and it's really clever. Mm. Um, and like the the difference between sort of like uh, people who tell versus people that do mm-hmm. and then how you manage that structure and how I, I read, <laughs> we read one and I was like, Oh, Oh, I did everything wrong. 
I was like, oh, I can see why that happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, this is super interesting. Because, like, those companies have scaled very fast, very aggressively, but very well. Mm. You know? Like, I mean, Amazon wasn't around yeah. that long ago. I mean, yeah. like, it's Tesla wasn't around that long ago. I think Fucking Amazon's Apple. now, like, the biggest employer of Americans. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, You know, like Apple. I mean, Apple's the biggest company ever to exist. Madness. You know? Like, uh trillions of dollars yeah it's crazy and like these companies weren't around that long ago yeah like they're bigger than fucking insurance companies yeah which is staggering because insurance companies and they're bigger than banks Mm. they're bigger than banks madness and banks have been around for hundreds of years i wonder like with the like the tech refresh stuff do you do you feel an opposition to that lately that the idea like he says the day i just Changed my iPhone over to the latest one. <laughs> but do you think that there's uh, some resistance coming against that in that, you know, you've got to get the latest one? Because I feel like... I have... I feel no need to get any of it. Yeah. So, like, I no longer get excited when I get a new phone. I see it as an annoyance. Yeah. But, like, I, I, that was interesting with the iPhone 14. It's really nothing much better than the 13. Like, it, they kind of hit the limit of... But it's 14. Exactly. But like, say like my computer, when I got it, it was, that's the Mac daddy. And we were waiting. People who edit video were waiting for the M1 upgrade, whatever it was going to be. And that M1 Max, that changed everything. But then they bring out that Ultra in the studio thing. And you look at a lot of the reviewers are like, I can't hit the limit of this. Like I like like a lot of the sort of text-based reviews of those Ultras with the... um, you know, it's it's basically two of my computer bolted together in, in that Mac Studio. They're like, I can't use this. Like, I cannot max it out. I, I So what's the point? And so I feel like a lot of that stuff is kind of hitting a bit of a... And it's like, what do you need, 52K? Yeah. Like, what do you need? Yeah. Well, yeah. and so, like, even, but like that M1 Max can edit, I think it's seven streams of 8K. So it's seven like, streams. Yeah, it's simultaneously. Like, and I can max it out. Like, it, once you start putting like graphic layers and stuff on it, you can slow it down. You can bog it down. But those, like, you know, not at like double the cost. Do I need to upgrade that? And I feel like Apple are kind of realizing that. I think in a lot of their stuff, and they're like, hmm, there's kind of not that far to go in the general user space. Well, like, its form factor has to change. Yeah, right? that's it. That's what has to change. Yeah. Form factor. So make a different color. <laughs> I mean, if they did that, <laughs> fuck, bro. Why don't they just have a glass that you can just decide the color? That might be next, like a, yeah. a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're descending into madness. <laughs> wrap us up. I think that um, interesting time. Oh, there's no discernible wrap up. <laughs> if you guys like this kind of content. <laughs> well, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think leads are getting more expensive. Sales are getting harder to do. Yeah. Things are changing. Uh Agencies are joining together, taking over businesses. What do you think is the future of that? Like what happens in the next six months in that space? Um, I see like a ton of coaches going down. Mm-hmm. Like the guys who are doing less than 200K a month, I think you're going down. Yeah, right. Um, I see. And what can they do to stop that? I don't know. Just probably fucking pack it in. <laughs> just give up now. Yeah. No, but like it's just like if I have a look at sales coaching – which is a huge TAM on it, right? Like enormous. Like there's plenty of room for everybody. But like we're eating them. Mm-hmm. And it's like only going to get worse for them for the time being. 
um, because seventh level is so diversified. And like, we're just getting it, it like it's effortless growth. It's really bizarre. Um, it's a, it's a phenomenal product. And I think that's really what it comes down to. I think if you don't have a great world-class offer, you're fucked. Um, and I don't see many of those. Mm-hmm. I just don't. That, an offer that has legs, mm-hmm. you know? And if and you have to constantly mold and manipulate that offer. Like, we have a product development cycle at 7th where we, like, we release a new product every four months. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hard. Yeah. You know? And then we update our products every year. We com- do a complete revamp. Like, 40% of the content is different. Wow. You know? Like, we're adding to it. Like, we're flying out all of our top students. And a top student for, like, our top 10 industries we're flying them all out to Vegas, right? So we can film all new content with the guys making seven figures a year doing that thing. No shit. Q&As, the whole, like, good fucking luck, everybody out there competing with that. Yeah. Like, hey, no, oh, you want a testimonial? Sweet. Here's the guy in your exact industry selling your exact thing who makes a million dollars a year who came from making fucking $30,000 a year, did it in 12 months, and he's also doing two role plays a week. Yeah, so not just a testimonial saying how much he's killing it, he's going to no, teach you. These step-by-step method. Like we have Joseph Roberry, step-by-step, this is how you approach a door. This is what you do. This is what you wear. This is what you fucking say. This is how you deflect. Like this is how you don't burn out. This is, you know, that guy works 25 hours a week, makes fucking 100 grand a month door knocking for solar. You know, like he's a fucking world-class dude. And because there's all these little tweaks for each industry right but the, they're all using the same methodology mm. like we have you know we had a testimonial from a guy called Caden fucking great dude sells insurance he's in the bones of his ass like literally man bones of his ass had to borrow the money to get into inner circle and now he makes 50 grand a month nice you know and like he was in huge credit card debt fucking family stresses little kids the whole box and dice and he's just like fuck man like learned it adapted it applied it and just crushes it so we're going to get him. So we're now we have him doing insurance-specific calls, you know, for our students because he's like, hey, this shit works. Like, I want these guys to be successful in this industry. So he'll he's just going in and helping us out. Awesome. Yeah. So good anyway. luck. Yeah, good luck. All right, guys, that's it. If you're an audio-only listener, thanks for your time, I suppose. Yeah. If, if you're on the YouTube, make sure you give us a like, a comment, all that kind of stuff. Share it around. Just send it to someone else. Go, hey, these yeah. two dickheads spoke about a bunch of stuff. Check it yeah. out. If you know anyone super famous that has a huge following, send it to them. Ask them just to yeah. share See it See if around. they want to come on. Yeah. <laughs> anyone. Anyone. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Put that coffee down. Down. down.